Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm just great. Are you not dying from the coronavirus? No, no coronas here. Yeah, me either. Uh, although, um, I work from home, so a certain amount of my job is going to be not impacted. However, we have right. lots of clients and a lot of my, you know, who, who may have issues. And of course, a lot of my coworkers have kids at home. So yeah, we'll see. What Although I did notice, uh, that, um, just like uh, we were talking about it a moment ago that the, uh, uh, Kansas city comic-con is canceled for now. Uh, it has to be, uh, rescheduled. Yeah. And you can add to the list of all the various sporting events and political rallies and pretty much anything that we're getting to the point where, well, some States are literally saying no more than 250 people or 500 people or whatever it is. Um, now that does not of, of course affect you dear right. listeners with this episode of Zompocalypse Now or any of our upcoming episodes of Zompocalypse Now because the only two people are here and it's Dustin and I and we're not even in the same state. We're not, we're, we're hundreds of miles away from each other. And uh, while you can get all kinds of viruses from the internet, coronavirus is not in fact one of them. Stay inside. <laughs> listen, listen to podcasts. There you go. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And take care of yourself, folks. It's it's going to be a bumpy few months, but, but uh, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, Speaking of a bumpy few months, mm-hmm. let's talk about last night's episode, or, or this week's episode of The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, and all the crazy shenanigans that happened. <laughs> I have to say before we begin, I think that this is going to go in my top five episodes of the season. This was a very good episode. This was probably one of the best episodes. Well, and it it moved things forward and yet still spent time doing character work. Right. So Walking Dead doesn't always do well. Now, you look at this season overall, and this production team has been leaning into the horror and a lot of character moments. Right. And uh, things that have actually, I think, have been really good for the show. Um, they haven't always got it right. We have talked about how we're not thrilled about what we're doing with Carol. Right. Um, although in this episode, um, they I don't know if I want to say they redeemed themselves. They but, started towards it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been... You know, this this could have very easily have been the kind of episode that we've seen before as the buildup. Yes. You know, because um, the the real you know the battle the 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 first real battle of the war comes at the end of the episode. There's a lot of yes. things that happened before it, and it could have been a yeah 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 okay here's the battle. But no, right. this was actually a solid uh, solid character work and things happening that made sense um, from the characters that we know. And then you got this really rather impressive battle scene. Yes. And it was, I think, like you like you said, the I love how it gave us a little quiet time 
with each of our kind of our favorites, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so that we got to experience uh, how everybody that we've been following for years has uh, is feeling mm -hmm. at, at the moment. Uh, the episode starts with Eugene uh, on the on the the radio with his new friend, mm -hmm. whose name I do not remember. Virgin, um, I'm sorry, uh, Stephanie. Clementine or her name is Stephanie. She reveals that she's in Virginia, so I wanted to okay. call her Virginia, but no, her name is Stephanie. I was going to call her Penelope. Uh, and and they're talking music and they're having a good time and and uh, and he suggests they meet and she's like oh I don't know my people are like crazy and they're very you know whatever but I don't know we can talk about I'll talk here's the thing here's the thing that scared me about this particular conversation she said let me talk to my people and see what they think. And when he said, well, okay, I'll talk to mine, she said, no, don't. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me very concerned about what we're going to be getting from Penelope and her people. Um, there is a certain amount of expectation, I think, in a lot of people's minds that Stephanie is with the Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, and since we don't actually know... We everything we've seen about these outside groups has not been warm and fuzzy, welcoming, happy people. And and at this time, at this time, we don't know who the helicopter people are supposed to be. They could be the Commonwealth. Right. They could be a totally different group. And in fact, the fact that they're large enough to exist on both shows makes me think they probably are a totally different. Group. Or at least they are what the Commonwealth is a part of. Because yeah. one of the things that um, we've got the three linking circles, which implies three different organizations to some degree. Anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. But right. yeah, there's a, there's a lot about step, what we don't know about Stephanie, which is cause for potential concern. Right. And the fa the, that was my first real ping of uh-oh was when she said, no, don't tell anybody. Well, later in the episode, uh, uh, Eugene is upstairs doing a thing, and Rosita comes in, and Penelope tries to call him, and Rosita picks up, and she's like, who is mm -hmm. this? And that causes a huge problem, because uh, then Penelope, like, disappears, and Eugene can't get a hold of her, and he's got mad at Rosita for a little bit. But then she goes out while they're preparing for the whisperers to arrive. She goes out to talk to him and uh, tell, and they're talking about, you know, I, lo I love that they got kind of back together as friends, mm -hmm. you know, because the realization, one of the best human moments they've had with Eugene this whole season was him realizing I'm never going to be with Rosita. Like Rosita is not, uh, is not going to happen for me. And he kind of freaked out about the idea that he had based his entire relationship with her on the fact that he thought, thought eventually he'd be like next in line or something to be with right. her. And the fact that they were able to give them a moment together where they were able to reconcile. And then later Eugene tells Penelope that, that Rosita is her, is his best friend. Right. Was, you know, 
And I think we need to take a moment here to realize just how far Eugene has come and give oh, Josh, yeah. Josh McDermott, the actor who plays him, is, really does a fantastic job. Because if you folks will cast your minds back, if you've listened to the show for a while or read our reviews, there was a time when you and I were like, Eugene is the worst. He is the worst person. <laughs> and in many ways, he was designed to be the worst person. Yeah. And His introduction we, was supposed to make you think he was terrible. Right. And then over time, he's grown into this person who is far from perfect, but generally speaking, is someone who is trying to make things better for the people around him. Right. And, I mean, just just the fact that not only is he um like when he first he was completely helpless when he first showed up and at the end of this episode he is on the front lines yeah to fight these walkers and i thought that was i thought about that myself actually yeah he there's something there's something about the 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 growth of someone who is so abjectly cowardly and manipulative and selfish into someone who you can have that moment like we had earlier this season where he, where this dawns on him and we've known this for years. We've known that he was never, he and Rosita were never going to be together. Um, It would have not, it it would have not made sense at this point in the story to see them two, to get the two of them together as well. They're just, they're just too much history and too much. they're, They're too different. Right. But we've got to the point where, when he realizes that there's a twinge of pain you feel for him, mm-hmm. even though it's the truth, and it's, it's something he should have known. He's too smart not to have known this. But we tell ourselves those little lies, and we believe them. Oh, brother, we do. And, you know, so, no, it's just fine, a fine, fine job, fine performance. And then we actually get to hear him sing. Yeah. Because he comes back in, and of course, uh, he's realized, you know, Rosita tells him, you have to, don't give up on this. This is, you, you care about this, this person. And he comes back, and he starts singing into the microphone. And, and turns out Josh McDermott's got a really nice singing voice. And whoever is playing Stephanie, her voice isn't too bad either, although I think his voice sounds better than hers. But you know what? Not everyone's a great singer. Um, and that's not what relationships are built on, necessarily. And uh, she comes back, and she's like, you know, I was, you know, I freaked out. He goes, no, that's all right. I understand. And that's when we had that great bit where he says, yeah, Rosita's my, Rosita's my best friend. And maybe I, I hope you get to meet her. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of this episode, I think was dealing with the idea because, okay. So we discover that uh, Alpha is bringing her horde, part of her horde to destroy Hilltop. She's right. coming for Hilltop. And uh, so the first order of business is to try and escape Hilltop. Well, they gather all the, they gather everybody up and they go to leave only to discover that uh, all the roads are blocked off. They can't leave Hilltop. Which is a very familiar tactic. Mm -hmm. Which Which Daryl. Yeah. Or was it Aaron or Daryl? Daryl recognized it right away. That, that it was, uh, 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 Negan mm-hmm. did this. Negan is with Alpha now. And so uh, they have to go back. And they have no way to get away. So now they have to defend themselves there. And 
There were, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, we are going to defend ourselves to the, with the idea that there might not be any hope in doing so. Right. We may not survive. But we can't get, we can't run away. All right. we can do is fight and hope for the best. Right. And no one, we can't trust that anyone is going to be able to come rescue us. Because every, yeah. There's just no way that any of the other communities could get there in time. And Rosita even talks to Gabriel on the radio before she goes to, before she and and, um, Eugene have their scene, she comes up to him and says, I was able to talk to Gabriel on the radio and everything's going great up in Alexandria. And he says, did you tell him what's happening here? And she said, she says, no, I didn't see the point in you know trying to you know worrying him basically because and then you know at first you think that she's kind of resigned herself but then they have that conversation where she's like if you want this you can fight you fight for it and you realize she's not resigned herself to death she's resigned herself to fight to live which you know is really good well and and again even though the walking dead has an issue with time and space and distance it is a reminder that these locations are not actually supposed to be that close to each other. Yeah. There's the, the time it would take to, to get from point A to point B and fight yourself through the horde. Uh, there's a very real chance that you simply would not get there in time. And right. therefore, or, you know, or be decimated trying. Right. And, and so the argument that they're making here, uh, it makes it makes more sense than it might seem on the surface, uh, because they they don't want to put their friends in danger, right? Um, and yeah, I get you know it it puts them all at risk, but there's nothing they can do about that. Yeah. So um, another interesting plot was was Mary slash her nephew slash uh, what's his name? What was that dude's name? Alden? Alden, yeah. Because apparently uh, the old guy who was married to Brett Butler mm-hmm. um, took the baby, the ba- right. her, uh, Mary's nephew, mm-hmm. and, and is raising him as his son. And Alden is apprenticed to him and is helping. Right. And so... Uh, when they show up, everybody's like, who's this random redheaded girl? And they're like, oh, she's a former whisperer. And oh, by the way, her nephew is the baby that they left out in the, in, in the fields. And she says, she, they say she wants to see him and nobody wants to let her. Right. Uh, because, you know, obviously... <laughs> Yeah, and, and there's a there's an interesting argument here that that the guy has with with Aaron. It's like, why would you think we would let you, we would we would want to let her see him? Yeah. Why would you think that we would want anybody who would be willing to be a part of a group who would leave a baby defenseless against the Walking Dead? Why would you think that we would want to do that? And there's that part of you know that it's. It's not an unreasonable emotional argument. No, and, it is not. You know, and Aaron is, to some degree, Aaron is both right because this is her nephew, and 
and it's not an unreasonable request on one level for her to ask to see him, but he's also, it's like, there's, there's a certain amount, I think, of Aaron looking at her and thinking, um, this is a broken person I can help. Right. And being a little, maybe a little too focused on that. Uh, and, it's, and it plays off very well. I think it's... Yeah, and it's, not, believe, not necessarily realizing that maybe not everyone is in that same headspace. Right, right. You know? I mean, you know it's, good character, it's good character moment stuff. This is, not, this is not spinning wheels development here. This is actually people having human interactions, right, which again, right. the Walking Dead is not always good with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Alden and Mary end up having uh, a confrontation because mm-hmm. she is in the inside and she sees the baby, and so she kind of walks towards him, and Alden stops her and is like, "No, no, you don't get you don't get to do that." And she's like, "All I want to do is see him," and and they basically have that same conversation again of like, "Why would we let you do that?" Mm-hmm. You are a part of the people that you know killed you. You killed this man's wife and his, you know, son and oh no, not his son. His son died in another stupid thing. I forgot. Never mind. Right. I mean, there's there's a certain amount there's a certain amount of of blindness that that Mary's got as well. She's not mm-hmm. thinking about you know, and 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 it's also part of the thing, that Aaron. Has, is that you know there's there are a lot of reasons not to trust her right just because she turns out that she's trustworthy doesn't mean that people are gonna sit there and go oh okay yeah. oh right yes of course that's yeah. not how people work so no it's 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 good good stuff i mean it's really good development mm-hmm. um and then again they pull they come around and and we see carol still you know um reeling from the damage that she has done. Right. She's hiding out in the woods. Yeah. And Ezekiel goes and finds her. And this is before we discover that the horde is coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, just come back to come back to Hilltop and, you know, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. And so she comes back to Hilltop and of course, all hell breaks loose immediately. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that happen uh, where you know, and again, this is this is how they 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 make Carol, they help make up for what they've been doing to Carol the last few episodes. Is a, you know, she finds out that that Ezekiel is sick, mm-hmm. and B, they end up sleeping together. Right. And so this this relationship, which has been has been you know destroyed by death, um, and you know this the the broken hearts that that they that they both have. Um, ends up being, you know, there's there's something that happens sometimes <clears throat> where you have you you reconnect with an old relationship, even when the relationship is ended, mm-hmm. and you still have that comfort of that physical intimacy with them. Um, and it's you know, and he asks the question, would this have happened if things had been different? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> I thought that was, I thought that was really really well done. Those emotions, you know, for for all that the last few episodes, it's been like, why is Carol not being Carol? This was Carol. Yeah. And then later she goes and finds, oh, well, yeah. Later she goes and finds Daryl. And she's like, please don't, don't hate me. I can't, couldn't stand it if you hated me. And he said, he kind of like, 
gives that sigh that anyone who has a 13-year-old daughter <laughs> knows. And he says, I, how could I possibly hate you? Like, I, don't, I can't hate you. Because this is his sister. This is, this is a bond of family. This is, you know, yes, she did something very shitty. Something that may, you know, that potentially cost lives and is going to, these are, re, the, this, this horde coming is repercussions of her decision. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, he can't give, he can't just hate her because, you know, she acted rashly. Right. And, and I think it's, a, it shows really very much the, the depth of their friendship. Mm-hmm. And then Daryl turns around and he goes and he talks to Ezekiel. Yeah. And here's something that there's, there's been this tension between the two of them. And it's, you know, they're, uh, on one hand, Ezekiel kind of looks at Daryl's relationship with Carol and like, you guys aren't a couple, but why do I feel like I'm always competing with you? Right. And Daryl is looking at Ezekiel with that look that says, you're not good enough for my sister. (laughs) And that they have this great moment where it's like, you know, we stand together, we stand side by side, and I'm counting on you. If I fall, you're going to get the people out, yeah. and vice versa. And it was a really nice moment between them, too. And it makes me really, really worried that Ezekiel's not going to make it. Well, I mean, he's got a huge, giant lump on his neck. Well, yes, but I mean, like, he's not going to make it past the next, like, three episodes. You know, he's not going to make it through the horde thing because it's such, it's such a great, you know, this is, you know, you know, the narrative rules, Dustin. Right. I I love you, man. You're my friend. We'll die together. No, you know, it's coming. It's coming. Well, and not only that, I think, I feel like Ezekiel has been living on borrowed time since the beheading thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, because, uh, Henry, was it was supposed to be Ezekiel. It was Ezekiel and Rosita, not Tara and Henry. Right. And they decided to, for whatever reason, switch that up. Right. And so I really feel like the two characters that are kind of on borrowed time that are that are we're waiting for really kind of interesting deaths from are those two. Now that said, of course, we are we are very aware that the Walking Dead TV show you know, Carol is a, different is, universe. Is a yes. completely different. I mean, Carol, Carol is long dead in the comic. Right. Uh, and um, so there's, you know, definite, definitely no requirement that things are going to line up, but in broad strokes, they do, which kind of brings us to what's going on with Negan. Uh-huh. Because there's a moment, I mean, it's, it, on the surface, it looks very much like Negan is all in for, you know, I'm part of the Whispers now, and do the thing, and getting my creepy sex thing on. And, oh, yeah, I know, I know, it's just wrong. And, and yet, we have that moment where he looks at her and goes, you know, killing him is one thing, but bringing him onto your side, mm-hmm. making them part of your world, that's better. You know, right. you know, it's the whole deal before he, Zod thing. Yeah, I don't know if he realizes just how cuckoo bananas 
Alpha is. I don't think, because he has always been blind to everyone else. Like, he doesn't really, like, he only sees opportunities. He doesn't see real people. Well, and so, you know, he doesn't see the fact that she's a complete fucking psycho. I, and I'm going to say that I don't think that's the case, because I think that, I think it's the Judith effect, which I think is going to become the new, this, this, like, this strange field that Judith emits around her, which does strange things to the adult, mm-hmm. uh, where really, I think I, he, my, my thought right now is that he has learned to do that because of Judith. And that on one hand, he's trying to diffuse the situation in a way where a, he doesn't die. Uh, and B, um, the people that he finds himself actually caring about at this point, which include Judith. And I think, I think interestingly enough, Gabriel, uh, they have that weird kind of back and forth antagonist thing, which Mm -hmm. I think is like, you know, you know, best enemies kind of thing at this point. Um, And I think, I think Negan is doing a variation of what he did in the comic, which is play a game, playing the long game, the longer game here in the comic. It was like, what an issue. I think that really he did this over. Because I'm, I'm convinced that he's going to stab her in the back first chance that the opportunity... Well, I, I agree with you, but I agree with you for different reasons than, than what you have. I kind of feel like he is all in on the fact of, you know, this is going to be my... This is, well, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I'm wearing, wearing zombie skin and being a weird sex toy for a lady who stinks. You know, I, I feel like he's all in. On, on being like the Lady Macbeth to Alpha's, you know, super crazy, whatever. I think that he's fine with it. But I think he's fine with it because it's Hilltop and nobody that he cares about lives there. I think he's going to be super less fine with it when he finds out that Judith is there. Possibly. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I just think that, I think that, it would be, we had such a point made about who Negan is when you scrape off the bravado when we had him really escape from, you know, uh, from Alexandria. And we saw him with, with, with the horrible kid who, who deserved to die. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had those moments where it's like, you know, the, the person underneath, you know, the swagger was there. And I, Again, I think the pro- the problem with making this play out the way it's playing out right now, and making people wonder if Negan is really going to be, you know, is really coming under the sway of of Alpha here, is that when you have it in the comic where he's like he gets in close, and then as soon as he's close enough, he goes in for the kill. Um, you know, playing the long game makes Negan look worse than I think he's going to be revealed to be. Um, I mean, I, I think it'd be, I think it would, I don't, I don't think it would be a good idea to make Negan a villain again. It, you lose out on the opportunities of having Negan be that, you know, our pet demon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, but uh, yeah, he's like, you know, it's for them. Well, to but, bow- but from the way that he acts, 
and the fact that he takes up the arrows and and shoots them, cutting them off from their escape at the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm I'm really feeling like Negan is think it is thinking like I don't you know this is what's happening. I guess. Well, he's a survivor. I mean, he yeah. is he's always been a survivor, uh, whether. Whether it's been good for him to to have that mentality or not, he's he's good. He's like a, well, you know, he's like a cockroach. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, for he's he's a charming Jeffrey Dean Morgan right shaped cockroach. So I mean, yeah, and, and well, and that kind of takes us to you know him make he makes that pitch that you know they should bow down before you and become part of become part of your world and not their own, and. He thinks One, he's got her convinced. Yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, she's she thinks no. I want they are going to be part of my world, part of my horde. Mm-hmm. And when he said, when he's like, "You are a," re- what was it like? You are a, a just a messed up chick or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Like you know, I think that that's. I think we're going to get that realization. And then, you know, he's, he's, I think, I think that the turnaround is going to be when he, when they get up there, cause he's already, we've already gotten the foreshadowing of, we don't, I would never do this to a child. Right. We'll never kill a child. Uh, when he finds out there's all sorts of kids there. And one of the all sorts of kids there is Judith, you know, it's going to be, you know, that's where we're going to have another turn from him. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they. Because I mean, in in the comic, it is very much him proving him trying to prove himself to Rick. Yeah. Saying, you know, yes, I know you think you can't trust me, and I've given you plenty of reason not to trust me, but I honestly am on your side. Here's the proof. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I think it's going to be a little bit harder <laughs> this way with the show, but I I can I I. Do, I don't see him standing beside here again. It would be it'd be a waste of a good character yeah. to have Negan stay on the side of Alpha uh, because Negan Negan leads fanatical followers. He doesn't become somebody's fanatical right. follower. Um, speaking of Judith, um, she had a couple of really good epi- points this episode, moments this episode. Yeah. Um, when they decide, when they first decide they're going to leave, when they first decide they're going to leave. Judith says, I want to stay and fight. And, and <laughs> I don't remember what it's Aaron or, or, uh, or uh, Daryl. Who's like, yeah, I know you do, but no, that's not going to happen. It was Daryl. <laughs> and so when they try to escape, they try and get the kids away. Um, and the people they sent as scouts beforehand are hung in trees and are walkers and everybody sees them. And so later Daryl goes to her and he's like, Hey, I'm really sorry that you had to see that. And she's like, why? It was just walkers. I kill walkers all the time. And he's like, no, but it's different. Cause those are people we, we know they're part of our team. And she's like, yeah, I guess that's true. And he asks her, you know, are you scared? And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he's, then she's like, I I would if I were RJ I would be scared because he's so little because you know RJ is there as well and you know and that's when we get that like 
you know, this is how I'm going to admit that I'm afraid. Right. Because I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big, tough, zombie-killing nine-year-old. <laughs> well, and to some degree, it's, you know, if you, those of us who have children um, will recall, and of course, yours are, yours are in, you know, the nine-year-old range. Jemila is eight, yes. Yes. So, and the other, and well, and the other two. Uh, have it's not been that long since they were the nine year old range. No. Nope. Uh the you know, the the certain amount of bravado oh, yeah. that a, a child can have in the face of, you know, whether it's whether it's real, you know, fearlessness or or the act that we all put on and no matter what age we are, mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's something again, it's it comes down to good writing. Yeah, the performances are the performances are all really really good, but the 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 writing of this episode, I think, character wise, really gives everybody a chance to to remind you why you like these characters. Yeah, I think everybody everybody had a good night in this episode. Lydia and Carol even had a moment mm-hmm. um, together, a little moment where where they basically we're like you know we should hate each other the the you know but we we're not going to we're choosing not to hate each other we you know which i thought was really interesting well and then you know you you mentioned earlier that they're they're all going in to do this fight with with the hope that they're going to survive and we forgot to mention that it does not appear that eugene says anything to stephanie about what's about to happen right and he just says no i'll be there next week Mm-hmm. And the look on his face is kind of like, boy, that would be nice. And then, of course, he turns on and goes, let's get this done. I got a date. Yeah. <laughs> it, was so fun. it was a great line. Um, but, yeah, no, they all get that moment. And yet we have this great battle scene, which we build up to because, of course, um, you know, they get out there and we, we see the result of the training. Uh-huh. We see that we see them moving really, really well. Uh, and they are, they do a really good job initially. I mean, it looks, I mean, they're, they're a pretty Well, they've got so many, like, really, like, Daryl or Eugene set up this thing with a bunch of car batteries. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where right. they're on a, hooked to a wire. And so the first couple of walkers, I, I w- couldn't, you couldn't say how many walkers right. this decapitates. But it decapitates a bunch of walkers. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool and ingenious. And then they've set up this this basically like tree line barricade uh, where the walkers all come up to the barricade and they can't get any farther. And so then the front line can just kind of like hack walkers in the head and get, you know, get rid of many as they could, you know, before they're overwhelmed by the horde. Mm-hmm. And so they had some really good defenses for such a short amount of time set up. Well, they've had time to think about this uh, over the years and started putting this stuff in together in practice when they know there's a threat. So, I mean, it, it plays across very realistically what they would be doing. And, and it looked really cool. I mean, it was like, these are people who are not, these are, this is planning. This is the stuff you and I have been talking about for a long yeah. time, which is if you just organize this stuff and you think about it, you know, do the yes. math it would it would actually work really well uh, unfortunately what the episode opens with comes back to haunt us because we even talked about this is you see them the whispers collecting sap 
Oh, yeah. Well, turns out certain saps really are extremely flammable. And, of course, yes, we know that trees are flammable, obviously, but a certain, you know, so the sap burns really, really hot and really, really, you know, it, it's a, turns out to be a, uh, a lot more, a lot closer to gasoline than wood. Um, and this is where we get the fire arrows and basically trapping, you know, the, our, our heroes in between the ex, they're outside the wall and it, the wall is now on fire and then you've got the horde coming up on them. So, I mean, they're right. basically trapped, trapped in two, you know, two very poor choices are available to them at this time. <laughs> And uh, I mean, it's a it's a great way to uh, to leave the episode. Oh yeah, because it's it is very much the, the oh no, yeah, you know, oh, well, no. And, it, and it wasn't it wasn't one of those battle scenes where it's like why did they do the why did they run into this the cave which is clearly a trap? It's like no no our people did everything right they they trained and they. Extra, you know, they showed that training and they went out and they did these, you know, they fought extremely well and they planned mm-hmm. and the enemy came up with a way to break the plan that they just hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, this is, you know, when you want to put your heroes in peril, <laughs> this is how you This do. is definitely how to do it. Yeah. I was very, very impressed with this episode and liked it a whole, whole lot. Yeah, this was... This was, I think, after a couple of episodes, which I think at the best we could say they were okay. Yeah. Um, this was the, probably the, well, it's definitely the strongest episode since the show came back. But no, I would agree with you. It's, it's one of the strongest episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, uh, it really it's, it's did something that it could have easily gotten wrong. We've seen The Walking Dead have character episodes where it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Had they had they ever listened to human people talking to each other? Because this is not how it's done. Yeah, that's usually Eugene's job. Yeah. <laughs> for me to go, why do they have him talking like that? Yeah, and and yet he's this great part of the episode. Mm. So very, I, I was very pleased with this, and it makes me a little worried because you know there's there are plenty of characters that we do like who do not have to live to the end of the season. Right. Um, and, uh, this is the 11th episode of the season and, uh, there are not that many, well, there's, there's what, five episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and just, just to give you a sense of what the titles of the, epi- the next episode is called walk with us. Ha-ha-ha. Um, and then followed by What We Become. Mm. And then, you'll like this one, Look at the Flowers. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Don't look at the flowers. Yeah, yeah look at, that's, that's a flashback to, to Carol having to make some terrible, terrible choices that were fair and, and, and probably right, but still terrible. Um, the, next ep- the second to last episode is called The Tower. And the th- final episode of the season is called A Certain Doom. Now, I'm going to suspect that the tower, because somewhere in here we have to come back to Michonne. Right. And I'm going to guess that it's not next episode. 
I, I'm going to guess that it is. I have a feeling that we're going to show up and it's going to be all Alexandria or all Bichon. <laughs> we're not going to find out what happens to our, our team at Hilltop for at least one more episode. I mean, I can't say for certain. Well, of course not. But yeah, it's, mm, it would, uh, it, it, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of episodes, of episodes left this season to wrap up this storyline and to have Michonne exit in a way, which means that she can show up in the Rick movies. Because mm-hmm. that seems to be the plan so that she can go off and have her other parts of her career do what she wants to do, but also come back with the Walking Dead universe when she, when she has the time. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm really worried about look at the flowers. Oh, I am too, but I love it. I love it. It's a good worried. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you just know that when they put this list of the titles out there, they were sitting there going, we are gonna, people are gonna freak. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but oh, so now I'm like, Oh, oh God. Ooh, I'm all tingly now. I really am. Like, because, because the implication of that title alone, we could spend an hour talking about. Oh yeah. Because you look around and think about how many children or younger characters, because the only, the only children, children are, is really, you know, the children that are not going to die. Uh, They're not going to kill, you know, they're not going to kill off Rick's kids. No, not Um, another one. Right. These and kids have a long time before college. Exactly. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of younger characters or characters that Carol cares about. Um, you know. And and not only that, Carol herself. Sure. That's, that's you know, that's a, a possibility. You know, Carol herself could be, you know, dying or whatever, like, you know, but the but the implication of look at the flowers is extremely strong. It has very strong Carol. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, and it, I think you could realistically get away with Carol having to kill Ezekiel because he's been bitten. You know, and and have that still that emotional kind of gut punch because we know how Carol, how strong Carol's emotions are, how much right. she loves. And how how strong that love is, um, and and what she has had to do because she has let people in, or or cared enough about someone to to get close to them. Right. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot of things, a lot of things this could be. Yeah, it's a very um, these are some well thought out titles. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some just dis- some somebody dis- did a good job. Some disturbing stuff here. So, so, yeah, that's where we are. Very interesting things happening. Good episode. A good episode. Extremely good. So, if you agree with us, and you should, but if you do or don't, um, you can let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Dustin is generally pretty good about being active on Twitter. I am not so much, but I try every now and again to engage with the Twitter world. Um, but yeah, you can find us there and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your opinion. We'd love to talk to anybody who's listening to the show. We'd love to hear what you guys think. No, definitely. And so we encourage you to do that. You can I'm at the night dust though. That's right. And I'm on Twitter. 
And I am Timothy Harvey, oddly enough. I somehow managed to actually get my name on Twitter. It was very strange. Um, so you can, do, you, you can find us there. And of course, Zompocalypse Now. If you type that in, you can find us on Twitter there. You can also find us on podcast.com and uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever you're calling it on your own personal computer or in, it's been called iTunes forever. I'm not surprised a lot of people are still calling it that. But you can find us there and you can leave us a rating or a comment. Uh, ratings and comments are good for algorithm things that enable people to find the show. So we, that always is helpful. Um, and we always appreciate constructive criticism. Uh, if there's something you we talk about or don't talk about that you think we should, we'd love to hear about it. Um, periodically, I get stuff from uh, PR people. I just got one recently about a guy who, uh, zombie apocalypse author, whose who's agent wanted to know if we wanted to have him on the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look into that. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of things we can talk about aside from The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. And we have the gaps in between the shows where we do. So we'll have that sort of stuff coming up too, possibly. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, let us know what you think. And we will do more of this next week, I imagine. Probably. Most likely. Barring unforeseen circumstances. Exactly. Unless we're all zombified by the coronas. I will, I will do my best not to let that happen. You do the same. I will. All right, and you folks at home do the same as well. Be careful out there, and be safe, be healthy. And wash we, your hands. Wash your hands. And we will see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.